0: So I said, man, I don't want to talk to you, I don't even want to see you, until I get my laptop back. I
1: agree.
2: Welcome everybody to the Brown Petri Dish, I'm here with Brandon Petri as always, I'm John Brown, how you doing Brandon?
0: Pleasure to be here. John,
2: how are you doing? Not too bad. We have a guest with us today, Mr. Jimmy Killius. How are you doing, buddy?
1: What's up? thanks for having me guys.
2: Um, yeah, my uh my dad, uh my dad just got a uh ordered a Biden Harris flag in the mail.
3: How yeah. And
2: and he didn't realize that it like it literally takes up like the whole side of the house. So he's just like hanging up all of our next door neighbors have Trump signs up. Shit. So, I was like, you should just put it next to our neighbor's driveway, just like all the way across. So I used to look at it every day when he pulls in.
1: Oh yeah, uh, you gotta you gotta stand strong. There's some. Did you ever did you ever go to the flea market, um, <laughs> and like at all? Like in I think it's
2: in Berea. Uh, um, I go to the one in Hartville every once in a while.
1: I think that. Do you ever see the big like Trump banners that are like. Him photoshopped on like Rambo's body. Oh, he's yeah. like shooting yeah. machine guns like <laughs> on an eagle and like killing like Viet Cong. And people are trying to sell. It. Like, dude, what the fuck is wrong with you? You're it's just absolutely retarded that somebody be like, yeah, this is this is how I imagine him. You know, my
0: boss, uh, my boss absolutely hates Trump, and I've thought about buying him one of those so many times just just to see his face when I give it to him.
2: Dude, it's it's straight up like it's straight up like what Putin would have out as propaganda. Like that's like him writing, like him writing, him riding like without a shirt on on a bear or some shit. Like right, that's...
1: Exactly. It's like what? <laughs> like oh my god! I just, I want this election to be over so bad, oh, so same. we could try to get some sense of like normalcy back in our country and like some it's like not such views? a division in, in like politics, you know.
2: Dude, just like yesterday, man, like, Trump could have Trump could have very easily went to New York City instead of Pence going to New York City and shook hands with Biden, and it would have been, like, a fucking, like, we're, we're all Americans today kind of thing. But, no, he can't do that because he's a fucking piece of shit, and, and like, he has to divide people. That's the only way he thinks he can win.
1: Right, yeah. right, yeah. It, and it, it's just so, uh, he's just, um... It's not it's so dignified too. It's like, dude, really, you're the president, and you're not even gonna go gonna go to like Ground Zero or the memorial, like visit firefighters or something, you know? Right. Do something, like, dude. Even even like George Bush did that shit. Obama did that shit. Even if you like hated the guys, like they they, they were there was still like a like a bar, you know? There's yeah. still yeah. like some sort of like, oh, this is what we do because we're the president. But Trump just doesn't give a fuck about anything yeah well I, I, think
2: I think it's the same thing, thing with um like with the la thing how he never felt accepted in la or whatever and he always he was always pissed about that um i think it's the same thing with the presidency like he doesn't feel accepted by the other presidents you know and it's like so well, he he's, shouldn't yeah. he's a reality tv yeah.
1: star like is this is such funny. a stain on our country like we're gonna look back at 150 years and be able to be like what the
2: fuck were they thinking?
3: How he how had hurt,
2: no experience. Like, I, I think we're gonna I think look was, back. I, I just think we're gonna look back at, on. yeah, I think we're gonna look back at two thousand sixteen, the two thousand sixteen election, as like one of the worst moments in American history. Mm. Like, I mean, it's just crazy, man. And that's what I hate when I see people say that it's impossible that he's gonna win again. I am like, don't say that because that's what people thought last time, and that's why exactly. they didn't go vote. Yeah. You know,
1: and there's people even more like dug into the ground that they don't want Biden, like even most Democrats, even most people that are like liberal are like, "Oh man, like Biden sucks but it's like dude, you just gotta fucking vote for him so that other guy isn't in there anymore. He's better than Trump at least, and I know that's a shitty way to like look at politics, and be like, well, he's the lesser of two evils, but
2: yeah, but it's and, true, and I can't stand them. and. I hate and uh, the Democrats are building up, like, a progressive coalition in the House and, and Senate while, while this is happening. So if you, like, let Trump get reelected because you don't like Biden, all it's going to do is make the hole bigger. So it's harder to mm-hmm. fill. I mean, it's, it's just ridiculous. It's sick of all the I, can't, I can't imagine
1: and... another four years of Trump. Like,
2: oh. I'd seriously I... consider moving to Montreal. If I don't find really? out, if I don't find a house to buy by by November, yeah. Are you uh? Can, can you get your Canadian citizenship? I don't know. How do you do that? do you have to have like marketable <laughs> skills and all the sorts of other shit? Today? Yeah, hey, you gotta, like, immigrate. I, I can. I can edit audio. I can do that. But uh, do you have any like family members in Europe or like anything like that? Um, I don't think so. I might have some in Italy, but Are, like, aunts? okay, because uh,
1: if like I know if your great grandfather is, like, an, an Italian immigrant who came to America in, like, the 20s or whatever, uh, you could get Italian, you could get dual citizenship. And I, I oh, like, I really want to try to do that just to get uh, my EU passport. And that's like, oh, once you get that, you can work anywhere in the, like, EU and you don't have to, like, fuck around with, like, a visa because you're European. Yeah,
2: yeah the problem um, is, yeah, the problem is, though, we're, like, uh, I mean, we're going to have to, like, get on a boat and, like, go to another country so that we can fly to europe because we Uh, they want to let us fly to europe right now like i
1: guess that's true maybe (laughs) maybe in a year or two or like society is just gonna like crash and we're gonna fucking be in world war three dude i was following that like india china dispute on the border i really thought like war was gonna break out for a second i was like yeah this is not the time right now to be fucking around like that. Like, what is wrong with you guys?
2: Yeah. Did you, like, follow that at all? A little bit, yeah. I mean, I that's like... that's the, uh, that's one of the major conflicts that's been going on that's kind of scared me. I mean, the other one is the, uh, the other one is obviously the, uh, we keep letting, we keep letting Israel, like, escalate things with Palestine and then and then the whole thing with uh i don't know i think i think the united arab Emirates and israel uh creating an alliance like everybody thinks it's like awesome i think it's fucking scary honestly <laughs> like
1: i think it'd be kind of cool to live through world war three though it's just yeah. way dover than like pussy ass world war Two. <laughs>
3: That
0: um, sounds hopeful, is how it sounds to me. Like, I feel like if World War Three breaks out, there's just so many different things that could get you at that point. Mm-hmm. I'm not was, ready to go
2: to war.
1: We yeah, we well, get to have, and you're like, you see your grandpa, I'm like, yeah, dude, whatever. We were in World War Three, fucking little bitch. And I, well, wow.
2: I had to go without
0: Facebook after they emp us. Right, what exactly. Did it
2: was through? super, it
1: was way more harder for us.
2: <laughs> yep. Oh, man. Well, since we got into this shit, we might as well get into some news. Uh, Talk a little bit about the uh, the Bob Woodward book that came out this week. Uh, This is a little news clipping that uh,
4: has some Trump audio in it about that. With only seven weeks until the November election, President Trump's own words might have become his biggest obstacle. In the early months of the pandemic, President Trump tried to reassure Americans that COVID-19 would disappear praising his own administration's response.
5: I think it's going to work out good.
4: There's no reason to panic because we have done so good. But those comments now face a renewed scrutiny as audio from a private interview with veteran reporter Bob Woodward show Trump admitting he knew of the serious threat COVID presented, including airborne transmission.
5: That's a very tricky one. That's a very delicate one. Uh, It's also more deadly than your you know, your, even your strenuous flus.
4: The admission calls into question the decision to not implement a mask mandate. The interview also shows that the president held back information that critics argue could have saved lives.
5: I wanted to, uh, I wanted to always play it down. I still like playing it down. Yes, sir. Because I don't want to create a panic.
6: The president never downplayed the virus once again. (laughs) The president expressed calm.
4: But on Wednesday, Trump doubled down, while at the same time refusing to acknowledge any shortcomings.
5: It's just another political hit job. But whether it was Woodward or anybody else, you cannot show a sense of panic.
4: And as the president propped up his response, the Biden campaign launched a new attack.
5: He knowingly and willingly lied about the threat it posed to the country
4: for months. He failed to do his job on purpose. And confirming fears from his critics, the book also quotes Dr. Anthony Fauci as saying Donald Trump was more focused on re-election than leadership. And while it's unclear if this will move the needle with any voters, it may sway those who were directly impacted by the virus. Reggie Chikini, Global News, Washington. Uh,
2: Yeah, that was from CNBC. Um, how fucking dumb is he, man?
1: he acts like that wasn't six months ago like we did it like we forgot like no you were like oh it's not that big of a deal we have like one or two cases and then the next week the country shut down
2: right it's still
1: shut down he's trying to be like he's trying to gaslight us and be like oh no 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 like i didn't say it like that like (laughs)
2: it's
1: only a monkey cup i remember
2: yeah and did he not did he not think that bob woodward was going to release the tapes at some point and oh, he,
0: even after the tapes came out he tried to say he didn't say that and i'm thinking like dude you, did you not watch the news you can't they got you on away audio it. <laughs> yeah. it's your voice man and then he had, not only that he tweeted right after that that it wasn't nearly as dangerous as the flu and that was less than a month after he just got done saying that it was what five times more deadly than the flu
1: yeah right and it's like – and that's why all his supporters and shit, they're all, like, anti-maskers. because like, oh, do more people die from the flu. The president said it. And it's like – it was clearly way worse than the flu. Like, the flu never shut down the country.
2: Yeah. And,
0: it's uh... one thing to reduce panic, but, I mean, if you're going to reduce panic and then
1: – No, they
0: didn't some give some up. Some sort of action maybe after that, but he waited yeah. – how many well, how long after that to even do anything about it, to shut down international travel, to Right. Really never even put a mask mandate on board. I would think, I mean, the sooner you tackle this, you know, that you might save everybody from having to wear these god awful masks all the time or, you know, prevent future problems if, if you would have tackled it when they warned you about it.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm I'm uh, I'm just so sick of uh I don't know, I'm so sick of the whole like mask thing where everybody keeps saying, you know, there's gonna be 450,000 people, uh, die by December or whatever. And then they're like, but if we can get the 95% mask wearing, it'll. We're never gonna get the <laughs> 5% mask wearing. Like, it's
1: not even that big of a deal. Like it does not bother me one bit. It's like I like I, I wear the mask. I'm like okay. Like, did you ever wear like a scarf in winter or like go right. snowboarding and have like something like? It's not that big of a deal. Like yeah. you can you you can live like those fucking like anti-maskers are the same like fucking rednecks that like dress in full camo gear and like cover their face and paint their face to go like hunting and shit and then they're like oh no I can't do that to go to the grocery store it's like I don't know
3: yeah, I, I, mean, I like wearing the
1: mask I hope it stays in fashion I feel like a ninja <laughs> or like a member of like BTS like I feel like I'm a be Korean be... boy band you know
0: it's gotta be breaking out like El Chapo but I don't know I don't really like it but it's to me, it's one thing to put your own life at, at, at risk. You know, that should be your choice. But when you have something that, you know, you could pass to other people on a larger scale, then you're kind of being a dick if you're not wearing a mask when they mm-hmm. say you should. And who are you to disagree with, you know, doctors that have treated other pandemics before?
2: Right. Yeah. And when it's and when it's cold outside, they're kind of nice. You know? Yeah. Last mm-hmm. night was great for it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Well. We have another clip from that Woodward book. This is uh, in reference to uh, racism in the country right now. And this is from uh, CNBC. Mara, I'm I'm going to play another chunk of
5: the uh, Woodward-Trump interview. This is on race and self-awareness. We'll discuss on the other side. Do you have any
6: sense that that privilege... Has isolated and put you in a cave to a certain extent. as it put me and I think lots of white privileged people in a cave, and that we have to work our way out of it to understand uh, the anger and the pain, particularly black people feel in this country. Do you? No,
4: s-
5: you you really drank the Kool Aid, didn't you? You
3: listen to you. Wow. No, I don't feel that at all.
2: <laughs> like, Yikes. i mean what the fuck
1: man like did they have have like other presidents been like caught on tape like this just super incriminating like like the, the, i don't remember them releasing shit about like george bush just like him sounding like a complete idiot like on tape like he sounded like an idiot like on tv too but there was never any like tapes that were just like him being like oh, i don't really give a fuck about like katrina you know it, it's like he he purposely does it to himself yeah. and no, somehow no. people still support
2: him it's 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 baffling yeah the big thing with the other the big thing with the other presidents is that um they all they all had advisors sitting in the room with them when they were talking to bob woodward and trump's just a cocky motherfucker and like i don't need him
1: oh i don't need uh, help i don't need people yeah. to like help me like write this speech or like tell me what to say or like yeah, yeah.
2: So, like, when uh, when Woodward would ask Obama a question, from what I understand, like, he would ask the question, and then Obama would put him on hold for a second, and they would figure out what his answer was going to be, and then they would answer Like Oh, this. so
1: he—Trump just speaks like this, like, just right off the top of his head. <laughs> right, yeah, just like oh, a regular yeah. conversation. <laughs> like... That's scary. That's scary for a president I
2: mean, that that's... is, like,
1: a dictator, like, oh, I'm not going to listen to any of my advisors, people who have, like— 30 plus years of experience with this like (laughs) yeah
2: that's that's how how he talks to world leaders and shit too i mean that's why you see
0: fact checkers having a field day on a lot of his statistics and things that he says because he really doesn't check in with anybody before he speaks and then oh yeah did you see
1: the uh i think it was hbo or maybe cnn uh he was interviewing with the guy again i don't really know i didn't look that much into this clip but uh it was just like them debating like clear statistics about the coronavirus oh yeah that was like, the
2: the axios interview yeah oh, wow. he's
1: like no it's not like that and then the guy literally just like flips to like the page they have like the information like in front of him he's like well right. it says this right here like what do you have to say about that he's like stuttering and he just doesn't know what to say
0: i mean there's <laughs> yeah. entire committees that that assemble this information and that's like their job that's what they do right for doctorate like, like people yeah, so it's not something you can really debate. The numbers are are on paper, man.
2: Yeah, and then he was like, "Give me the paper," and he looked at the paper and was like, "See, it says right here." And they handed it to him and took it back away real quick. Like, <laughs> like yeah, that, that's something like a little kid would do. Mm-hmm. And I think it was was that the same
1: interview where he's talking about like, um, I took the. Uh, what was the test like the cognitive test the cognitive like ability test he's like i took it and i did very very well on it and like yeah he's just he's like answering like a like a lunatic yeah it's a test for uh people
0: didn't he say they were like amazed or something yeah they were amazed
1: at how well i did like like i mean
0: that's kind of i don't know if you really want to put it that way that's a little (laughs) bit yeah yeah, there if you fail, that you did that well.
2: Yeah, if you fail, they say you have dementia. So <laughs> yeah, everybody <laughs> does amazing, or else you have yeah. dementia. Like it's
0: it's like a pass/no pass thing. I would mm-hmm. imagine. I've never taken one, but
1: I, mean, I assume yeah. I would do amazing or be I mean, really sad that I
2: found out I have dementia. Like, yeah,
0: I don't know, If a doctor's alarmed after they give you the test in either direction, it's it's probably a bad thing.
2: I don't think I would do amazing like the past couple weeks with my my like <laughs> he, my fucking health problems I've been having but cause I can barely concentrate on stage sometimes but uh yeah but yeah normally most people would do really well um but Yeah man that shit with, with the racism man, it's just like he won't even acknowledge that there's racism in the country like it's it's just, it's crazy. They they straight up ask him, and they've asked him in other interviews if he thinks there's systematic racism in the United States, and he'll just say no.
0: But I mean, the DHS it's... is saying that white supremacy is one of the biggest threats to the national security threat. right now. Yeah, so yeah. I would think that would be something to look into. I mean, have you guys seen the DeWine bill that he's trying to pass about police reform? No. Mm-hmm.
1: What's
0: he's, that? He's, he's basically got a, a standardized, you know, flat rate bill where. Police have to work on de-escalation tactics. They have to have a few different steps before they can, you know, shoot a suspect. Uh, mandatory body cams, things like that, and I think that in, in itself would solve a lot of the problems that we're seeing. So addressing the country with a bill like that, you would probably end all these riots. You would probably end a lot of the yeah. protests, and, mm-hmm. and he doesn't be want so it to simple. End.
2: Yeah, you know, he, and, he thinks the protest. He thinks the protest helps him out. I mean, that's why he was cheering on the Trump supporters riding into Portland because he in a way it does, yeah. yeah. He thinks that he he knew that they were going to create chaos and he thinks that helps him out. I mean, dude, I saw somebody on Facebook the other day in this in this like Kaga Falls group, which doesn't surprise me. It's Kaga Falls, but this Kaga Falls group that uh, that I'm in that somebody fucking invited me to, and it was uh, it was a video of Antifa. And, uh, the Proud Boys, like, squaring off, or whatever, and this dude captioned it by saying, by saying, watch the patriotic Proud Proud Boys take on Antifa scum, and I'm like, when did, like, white supremacists become the good guys and anti-fascists became the bad guys? Like, I don't... Right. <laughs> I don't understand, like, our country's so fucking backwards right now. It amazes me
1: that people can, like, go to a Capitol building and stand outside with an AR-15 and nobody has any problem with it. It's like, that's not a peaceful protest. Like, you, you have a gun. Yeah. And they're like, yeah. they're never gonna take my guns away. Like we're responsible gun owners. And it's like you're fucking playing with it.
2: Yeah, well they're marching you know? around marching around with AR fifteens with their finger on the trigger, basically. They're pointing it at people. Yeah. You're
1: like an irresponsible gun owner. Yeah, and then it.
2: why'd you shoot that black guy? I thought he might have had a gun. You know? Right. I mean... It's like
1: uh <laughs> the the weird vigilantes that were like too pussy, like chicken shit to like actually join the military but want to like steal valor and pretend they're like some like badass it's like dude those people should have all been arrested because like you can't take a fucking gun to like a government building like like, uh,
0: no i always thought protesting was one of the most american things you can do i thought that was something we founded the country on but now all these protesters are looked at like there's some big problem and all they want to do is change things so unarmed black people stop dying and I don't right. know why anyone wouldn't be behind that. I
2: mean, yeah, and the, on the, and the only end of that. And the only time it's gotten violent is whenever police use a show of force. That's the only mm-hmm. time it's gotten violent. it's um,
0: alarming. How nobody, that's nobody hard.
2: brought guns to the Black Lives Matter protests. Nobody, everybody
1: was being like trying to be respectful. They weren't breaking shit until there were some like people who were like purposely trying to like cause chaos. I think. Yeah. But uh, yeah, other than that, they were relatively. Like peaceful and, and so and, they started getting tear gassed and rubber bulleted and shit
2: yeah in rochester yeah. this week um this past week they were literally the black lives matter protesters were literally sitting down on the ground having a pizza party like somebody brought a bunch yeah. of pizza and shit and they're sitting on the ground peacefully eating eating pizza and talking and hanging out and the police all of a sudden charged them with rubber bullets and tear gas and like but why yeah what were they right, doing nothing um, I mean, so
0: you guys remember when that Lafayette Square picture that uh, Trump needed, where he had Bill yeah. Barr order the National Guard to open fire with rubber bullets on people that were just standing there holding signs?
2: So he could hold a Bible up upside down, like
0: yeah. And then I, I love yeah. the reporter asked him like, "Mr. Trump, is that your Bible?" He's like, "It's a Bible.
2: Like, <laughs> I don't own a Bible. It um, is
1: the Bible. Like it's the holy one. What
0: do you mean?" <laughs> Jesus. He stood there uh, for like nine seconds and then just walked away and i'm like you probably caused a lot of serious damage to some people to do that
2: yeah well while we're on the subject of rochester of this uh clip from morning joe this week about their uh, chief of police
3: and the entire command structure of the rochester police department stepped down yesterday in the wake of protests over the death of daniel prude in police custody the rochester uh chief of police The deputy chief of police and a commander announced their retirements while another deputy chief and commander were demoted. The police chief said in a statement, the mischaracterization and the politicization of the actions that I took after being informed of Mr. Prude's death is not based on facts and is not what I stand for. Rochester police had not disclosed Prude's death until his family's request for records led to the release of body cam video from the night of his March arrest. Protests have ensued in Rochester, calling for the resignation of the chief and the mayor since the video was released last Wednesday. The chief denied any wrongdoing on the part of the officers who have since been suspended. The 20-year veteran will step down at the end of September.
2: Eddie uh, (laughs) Gloud, what's your reaction? Dude, so, with that clip, like, they say, and she says in the clip, and it's true, I saw him say it, that he said that the officers involved did nothing wrong. Um, This was a call for a for a mental breakdown. The, the guy... autistic boy.
1: Right? No,
2: no, he was... Uh, um, he was It, it turned out afterwards they found out that he was actually on P- PCP, um, mm-hmm. but his brother called and said that his brother was having a mental breakdown and called the police. The guy was butt-ass naked. So, they knew 100% he didn't have a weapon on him. And they killed yeah. him. Like, like there's no fucking excuse. There's From what nothing. I understand,
0: they they used a, a spit hood, is what they called it, which I've never heard of. Yeah. It just looked like a plastic bag
1: they put over some uh, over his face. Yeah, it's supposed to be, like, mesh, you know, so they could breathe, but, like... Apparently not. I mean, to suffocate him like that, yeah, it's it's why couldn't you just like try to tase him or like you have like four or five people you probably could have just tackled them down and, i would imagine
0: um, you have a lot of resources especially knowing <laughs> he doesn't have a weapon i mean granted i'd rather get spit on me than, than end up killing somebody that you know could really yeah. use the help at the moment but the one thing i did respect about the situation in rochester was when i read about the case from what i understand they immediately suspended the officers they turned the case over to an outside investigation and that was all things that i thought were really important with the case but i don't think a police chief should immediately jump on the bandwagon of the officers did nothing wrong i think maybe you should save those comments for after an investigation yeah but right I, I plotted their actions on that part i think that's really important especially because they used a community review board and that's all you know good and dandy but at the end of the day it's not going to bring the guy back so i yeah. think I mean, maybe those officers should be more than suspended. I, obviously, it's going to be up to the investigation. But I was glad to see those steps being taken after all was said and done.
2: Well, I mean, his yeah. I mean, the problem is that they didn't take those steps until after the video came out, which which is bullshit. Yeah, yeah no, that uh, should be.
0: I think anytime somebody dies, you know, due to police activity, it should obviously be investigated.
2: Yeah, because this happened in March. So Jesus, it's oh yeah, my God. yeah. In the in the family, um. I think I I might be getting the timeline wrong, but I think in in July they got the coroner's report that ruled it a homicide um, by asphyxiation, and then and then they were trying to sue for the uh, public records, like the body cam footage, and just got it released like like two weeks ago. So, Holy shit! Yeah, you shouldn't insane. have to go through that
1: many steps just to get like closure on like what really happened. Like, nah.
2: I yeah, the that's the big problem. Wish. Is it just seemed like they were trying to cover it up. I mean that's mm-hmm. so. I think that's
0: why a lot of people were calling for the resignation of the chief and the mayor and all that. I mean, there should be more transparency than that.
2: Yeah, well my thing is we were talking about reform earlier, and that's one thing I definitely think they need to do is they need to have they need to have a task force for like mental problems like this. Like because this isn't the first time this has happened. There was the I forget where it was, but there was the one case where the mental health worker was trying to was trying to control one of his patients and the police shot the shot and killed the mental health worker. Like,
0: oh, yeah. Like, I remember. Wait, what's, OK, maybe I'm thinking of a different one. I know there was one where uh, there was a mental health worker and he was working with an autistic guy. And uh, the guy had a like a toy truck or something, and the police all had their guns on that guy. Yeah, I saw that. To, yeah, he was trying to make sure they didn't shoot that guy.
1: And then, um, then there was the mom recently. I, 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 I don't know a lot about the story, but it was like the mom called uh, on her autistic son, and he was having a meltdown and stuff. Yeah. And they somehow like shot the thirteen-year-old boy. It's like what the fuck you shot a child. Yeah, and all like he was running away. Right. And, in any circumstance, I don't think a police officer should ever pull a gun under somebody like 18, you know? Yeah, I mean, I know unless that. they do maybe have a gun or something, but, like, what? You're how are you going to shoot, a like, a, a fucking kid, like...
0: Yeah, if, if that kid doesn't have a gun, what's he going to go do to somebody? He's right, 18. exactly,
1: like, you know? yeah, it's just, I don't think again, your life but... was that in danger, like...
0: But they still try to defend it after all was said and done and i don't i don't think i think that's a dangerous mentality to have is that you know like oh this guy's a cop too so he can't do anything wrong i'm like cops are people people are fallible and right. it sucks to have to scrutinize police so much but if anybody should be under that level of criticism it should probably be the person with a badge, authority, and a gun. And a
1: gun, yeah. They should yeah, be held yeah. to a higher standard. And, like, I don't know, did you ever, like, run into that kid from high school who's now a cop? It's They're never, like, the brightest <laughs> yeah. of the bunch. Yeah. Like, it's true. what is it? Like, a six-week program to become a cop? Like,
0: it's something like that, yeah. It's it's a pretty minimal it's always
1: it's always the people that were kind of like bullies or got bullied or just like dickheads and it's like oh you would be a cop like you were a shithead Mm -hmm. in, in school nobody liked you and now you're a (laughs) fucking weirdo cop with a fucking dumb mustache
0: with a (laughs) dumb
1: and it's fucking cool go go trip on your power somewhere like dude i'd call the cops
3: and they didn't fucking
1: do shit Fuck
2: the police. Yeah, that's what I always—that's what I always tell people too. Is like, man, I grew up in Cuyahoga Falls, where like anytime you went to a party in high school, the cops came, and every time I ran, and I never got shot once. You know, like privilege, man. Yeah, knock
0: on wood, John. Next time you run from a party, they're gonna just shoot you. Yeah, next time you're at the high school parties, (laughs) you're gonna get shot.
2: I probably should get shot if I'm at the high school parties at 34. Yeah. Um, Let's. I don't uh, know,
0: guys. I think. I think bald cops are the scary ones. It's not the mustache ones. Like the bald <laughs> ones I've run into, Dude, I was really yeah. angry.
1: Am and I? I am I a racist if I don't automatically judge any white guy that completely just chooses to shave their head all the way bald and like just so. no hair, no beard, just the like that 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 cop? stereotype it's like any white guy that looks like that is usually just a fucking prick
0: yeah, yeah no it doesn't make you racist They're i think that makes worst. you accurate
1: yeah i don't trust any any just old boomer white dude with a, like a clearly like i chose to shave my head i'm like oh you're gonna have some fucking foot opinions on like the government and like Immigration. Yeah, unless, you're gonna be a real fun, fun talk, you know. Yeah, unless Next they have you know some they kind got of...
0: alopecia or something. Yeah, right. Like, wow, now yeah. I'm just a dick for judging somebody with a handicap. Like, no, no, who's no asshole like, now? He,
1: you yeah. know, it's like the guy. It's like, yeah, no, my hairstyle is just shaved, and like, uh, it's always yeah. they're always that like they like they got that the no neck,
2: and like they're always like, Arr. like why you shave <laughs> your
0: head? They're like real estate for the swastika tattoo. You got to put it somewhere, right?
2: <laughs> Let's go from a uh, serious crime to stupid crime that became a serious crime. The gender reveal parties are fucking stupid, but this is from MSNBC. The dumbest thing ever. Steve
3: does not look good
5: there, and it does not look good for the near term in California. How are firefighters
3: keeping up? In our-
2: Real quick, this dude, when she says it does not look good there, this dude is standing in front of what looks like like the wasteland from Lion King, like where the hyenas live. Is it all, like, orange and yellow and red? <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, did you
1: see how uh, that picture, like, the baseball game, and it's like, uh, let's vote um, the cardboard people watching baseball in the dystopian hellscape is picture of the year. Have you seen that meme? No. Is that, is that what it looks like, though? The sky's all orange and shit?
2: No, it's not orange. It's just, like, it looks, everything's burnt to a crisp. Mm-hmm. Like, this whole fucking field is just burnt to a crisp. And it, I hate to laugh about it, but it reminds me of the hyena place in Lion King so much. Oh, the, the elephant graveyard? Yeah, the elephant graveyard. Yeah. That's what I was trying to think of. Yeah, yeah let's listen to this, though. And are residents
3: prepared to move if they need to?
6: Yeah, you know, I mean, it's these blast furnace-like conditions, especially over the weekend, Katie. I mean, I think you said it, 120 degrees. That's in L.A. County, Woodland. Uh, so you have this this extreme heat. Mixed with the fact that there's dry vegetation everywhere, mixed with the fact that we're still in red flag winds in a lot of places across California, there are more than two dozen fires, major fires that are burning, spread out across California with over 14,000 firefighters on the front lines. That is happening right now. Two million acres have burned in California alone just this year you're from california you know how rare that is because we aren't really even in the heavy part of the season which comes in october and november if you're still on me i want to show you this like moon-like landscape way off in the distance you can still see firefighters even as all this fuel is already burned trying to put protection on some of these homes because of the smoldering may kick up as the day progresses the winds pick up that's when you have those firestorms that kick up once again there is ex- Still extreme fire danger, not only here in Southern California, but Central California and in the areas in between. This fire, now 8,600 acres, 21,000 people evacuated from their homes. It's about 7% contained. This fire, as far as fire officials are now confirming, was started by a gender reveal gone wrong. It was apparently a photo op in a park that is very nearby to where I'm standing they had some sort of smoke incendiary uh, almost like a grenade that went off and exploded and caused this fire now 8,000 plus acres Uh that have scorched the landscape. Those people are in touch with investigators. Investigators say they are cooperating, but they can still face an extremely heavy fine, if not some sort of criminal charges based upon what the fire does now. And this fire is continuing to spread, as is several of those fires across California, as we continue to monitor this with the heat still keeping up. It has cooled off a little bit going on to the week, but it is still very hot, still very dry. And as the day moves on, it's still very windy. It is a lot for firefighters to take on, especially with how spread out all these fires are across the state of California, Katie. It is a dangerous situation.
2: Like, so this lady's like, he says that they could face heavy fines. And this lady's like, geez, like that baby should be an orphan after this. (laughs) Like, I'm sorry. Baby is, their parents are going to be in jail. They should be. 8,600 acre fire because you wanted to, be creative about telling people the sex of your baby. Like nobody. Just get a, a cupcake. Do something simple. I don't get why people have to go like
1: all out and try to be like, we're gonna get like 10 million views on Facebook. Like nobody gives a shit about what gender your baby is. Right. Just the text one, people. Like
0: the one good thing that comes from it though is that's 86,000 acres that won't burn in October because they already burn now. Yeah. <laughs> have to wait go, The way early.
1: The land's at, all fertile the right side. Like. Fuck. Exactly, you gotta just yeah. be positive about it. But yeah, like, also, why were they doing it in like a public park too?
0: Like, it seems like before. a dick move with your incendiary grenade thing you're, that they were describing. Right, so I really,
1: not,
2: you're not allowed to. I I mean, bro, what, what the, the fuck use? were you
1: thinking? You're they tell you, to... they tell you not to do shit like that and to be careful because like any little spark can like cause a fucking huge fire. And these people are like, well, maybe fucking it's
2: a girl. How are people going to know? It's
0: one. Ball I of think gender reveals.
2: Yeah. Good. You can get a huge <laughs> fine in California this time of year for throwing a cigarette butt out your window. Like, yeah. And you think you can use right. like an incendiary device to fucking.
1: <laughs> so what was it? It was just like a smoke bomb. They were like, we're like this off, and if the smoke's like blue, it's a boy. Like
2: that's how I understood it. Yeah, I mean, probably.
1: Why do people think we give a shit? Like my, like when my nephew was born, they had like a gender reveal cake, and I was like, this is just dumb. They're just so stupid. It's just yeah, such a dumb yeah. tradition. In the last like ten, what five, ten years, I don't get where this started, where it comes from, and why we continue it. So, I think it's an Instagram
0: thing. Like it seems like yeah. something people do for attention, you know? And I I can't really get behind it because yeah, like you, you said, know. I don't care. What happened? To it's you a know? Voice,
1: yeah. you know? It's all just for it's all just for attention and I don't I don't know, like do something simple or just tell people. Like yeah, a normal dude, just person. Do it old I'm, school. Having, I'm,
2: I'm having a boy. It's a boy. Yeah, just do it old school. Where if it's a girl, I, you do. nothing. I didn't burn
1: down half of California. Um, sorry, we we're keeping it simple this year. Yeah,
2: that's how it used to be. If you were, if you had a girl, you did nothing. If you had a boy, you smoked some Itza boys. You know that was. Yeah, that was yeah. If you had a
1: girl, you just, you just, you cried because <laughs> yeah. you're like, oh, I wanted a son. Uh, or if you were in China, to. you just got rid of it and yelled tried at, it was, again.
2: Yelled just at your wife. There. <laughs> Yelled at your wife for not producing you a son. Mm-hmm. You get another be. wife. Where's dude? my male <laughs> hair? I need to carry <laughs> on the bloodline.
0: That one only produces girls, apparently. Uh,
2: yeah, we usually we usually uh, only do four clips, but I found this one right beforehand from yesterday, um, and I had to play it. So this is from uh, MSNBC.
5: I hate to do it. I have to begin with something that was all but lost in the fog of news this afternoon. The president chose this solemn day to toss off in an interview with Jeanine Pirro. He hears Joe Biden is probably using drugs, indicated perhaps drugs of the performance enhancing variety. It is a hell of a thing to hear from a sitting president about an opponent does this mean we're going to have rapid drug and COVID testing before the first presidential debate? Or, Annie, is it more likely the president is eager to find a distraction, especially for the base?
2: Dude, like, it's so funny. He's asking that question to the reporter, and all of the, the three reporters they have on their screen are all, like, trying not to laugh. Like, it's. What does he say?
1: Do you have a video of, like, what he says?
2: He basically was on. I I don't. But he he said on the, the Janine Pirro show that he hears that Biden is on some type of drugs. Uh, like what drugs? Performance that. enhancing drugs.
1: Does that mean like uh, steroids
2: or like Viagra? I think it's, LSD. I, yeah, I don't know. I think it's because there was a there was a video that went kind of viral on the internet like last week that uh, people thought that some Adderall was falling out of Trump's mm-hmm. nose. During oh, a it's fucking... a revenge thing. Yeah, probably.
0: Yeah. I can do drugs if he does.
2: Joe know? Biden sounds like a
1: cool president if he likes to snort Adderall. I like to do that too. So <laughs> yeah, he has so my
0: vote So there was uh, wasn't it Trump? I thought it was Trump. Yeah, it was Trump. It was nose. Trump yeah. that
2: had something come out of his nose. You know? Oh, well. And everybody always thought Trump was on coke because he's always sniffling and shit.
1: Because he probably oh, yeah. was, dude. Yeah. He was like a billionaire in New York in like the seventies and eighties.
0: He's was probably coked of out of his mind. I thought yeah. Kennedy was getting meth injections at one point, wasn't he? How yeah, cool he was like that? sick though. Um, he had like
1: health problems where he needed yeah. to get be like on steroids and needed like at, at the time they were just like prescribing meth and stuff to like.
2: Yeah, put some meth you in your it. step. Did you ever see that Drunk History episode? No. no, I don't think so. Oh, you have to watch. Look up the Drunk History, the John F. Kennedy uh, meth one. It's it's. Ooh, it's really funny. History. It's actually it's actually uh, John Lovitz from Pod Save America that's. That's telling the story it's pretty
0: It's pretty that's hilarious
2: good. i love the uh the al capone one i yeah.
1: forget who does it yeah. but like the way they just describe al capone he's like yeah he uh his brain just deteriorated because he had syphilis and he just became like a syphilic moron and like he was one of the most like feared gangsters it's, uh, it's hilarious um
2: yeah, what's his, his of-
1: face from uh brooklyn 99 like the little guy
2: Oh yeah, I forget his name. Uh he's in
1: a bunch of shit. Like yeah. uh he's in like What, Hot America Summer. I forget I forget the actor's name. He's Al Capone and he
2: just he fucking does it like perfectly. I like his character. Uh what was that what was that uh Andy Sandberg movie that he played in where he was like uh, he was like the soccer fan? That's whatever. my boy, maybe. No, it was yeah. the one where Andy Sandberg was oh, maybe it was, where he was trying to find he was trying to find uh or no, it wasn't Andy Samberg. It was fucking Paul Rudd. It was, uh, I love you, man. Oh, uh, yeah. He was, yeah, he was trying to find, uh, like, a best man, and he, so he started going on these man dates. And he <laughs> took that dude to the soccer game, and his voice was all squeaky, yelling and shit. It was pretty funny.
0: Oh, yeah, now I know who you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah.
2: Uh, well, let's bring it back around to comedy. Uh, Jimmy, how long have you been doing comedy? Uh,
1: it'll be, like, two years in January, so what is it like a year and nine months what
2: yeah what uh Uh, what made you start i just always like
1: i grew up just like watching like comedy central and stuff like i remember watching like uh like premium blend and like comedy central presents i always like loved stand-up and then uh i tried it when i was like 19 my roommate in college was like "Like you're a pretty funny guy like let's do let's go uh let's go do stand-up comedy i was like, i never really thought of it and then like I did when I was 19. I went to the Eurogyro open, like, and, like, just bombed. Like, didn't write anything down. Literally, like, drank a beer. I was just like, yeah, I'll just say some stuff on stage. It'll work out. Um, <laughs> yeah. Bombed horribly. And I was, yeah. like, so yeah. afraid of it. Um, like, doing it. I was like, oh, that sucked. Like, getting on stage. Like, oh, I can don't understand how those guys do it. And then I was just, like, kind of sitting there when I was, like, 25. I was like, oh, I always, like, wanted to try it again. And I actually had, like, stuff written down. I was like, you know what let's let's give it another try and then uh I went to LVT and uh, I, I did I did okay you know I, I I didn't do my best but I wouldn't say I bombed for like you know my real first attempt and I've just been going hard in it ever since you know yeah
2: yeah, yeah. that's something uh you and Jared Bailey have in common he told us that on the podcast that he uh his first time was Euro Eurogyro I'm like that fucking ballsy man like that's
1: yeah because we both went to ken and like i've never been back to that open mic like
2: yeah i've never i've never actually been to one. i used to go to water street all the time but uh you yeah. know gyro sundays is like my day i always took off from doing anything. yeah so um
0: I never did end up going to the ken area to try out stand up Everyone says it's, it's rough, like you guys are saying. It's Hopefully you know, they open the back.
2: Well, hopefully, they start water, hopefully Anthony starts Water Street back up, because that's a good...
1: I don't think that is there anymore. Really? That's why I think they got right. I think Water Street is gone. Huh. That's wow. why I think they closed it down. I but been you would anything. think Kent would be a good place for a stand-up, because they got a lot of like young people who don't really have anything to do during the week, and they want to go out to a bar. So...
2: Yeah, I think, uh, like, I think uh, like, Friday, if you could find a spot that would let you do it on Friday or Saturday night, it would be huge. Yeah, it's hard to get, like, a good crowd on a
1: Tuesday, you know? Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah it is, man. I mean, anywhere, except for maybe, like, a comedy club, like Funny Stop or Hilarities or something. Right. That's, that's the only place you're getting a crowd. What about you guys? How long have you guys been doing comedy? I've been a little over a year. Mine was a, my year was up in uh, July, July 3rd. Okay
0: my year was up at like the end of february early march right around there so it's been a year and some change for the most part yeah
1: okay so we started on the same time so so you started last february yep okay so i guess i guess i have like almost a year on you then
0: almost yeah i guess so
1: that's weird i thought we i thought i thought you guys have been doing it like way longer than me you guys just seem like way more involved in the in the scene you know
2: yeah, I, I, thought
1: the I thought you were
2: <laughs> yeah I just got uh I just got to the point where I was like sick of doing only doing funny stuff every week and I was yeah. like, I was like if I'm gonna get better at this I have to do it more you have sooner. to do go anywhere yes yeah, like, so I started yeah. doing four or five shows a week and I think that's I, I became comfortable and I got to know more people I yeah. I was surprised today I was looking at uh, another comedian's uh Facebook popped up and i looked at our mutual friends and we had like 120 something friends and they were all comics and i'm like i did not know i knew that many comics yeah i I get that you get those
1: (laughs) front requests like who's this but like you're like oh they know everybody else so i guess i'll accept their front requests i just haven't like physically met them yet you know
0: yeah there's a lot of comics i see doing that where they'll just like add anybody with a stage and a microphone in their profile picture and i'm thinking Mm -hmm. why is this guy adding me he's from like nevada I highly doubt I'm ever going to see this guy.
1: Yeah, I don't accept all of those. Like, there's some people who I'm like, you look like a weirdo. We have a lot yeah. of mutual friends, but I'm not, I, I need to meet you in person before we're Facebook friends, you
2: know? You
0: got to earn my friendship. You're yeah. right,
2: exactly. I did the same thing at first, uh, adding, adding random people and shit like that requested me. And then I started getting some like real weird people on my feed and shit. And I was like, fuck this. I'm cleaning out my friends. I don't, yeah, you know, yeah. like, I don't want these people on here. Uh, but why don't we talk about, uh, Jimmy brought us uh Dave Chappelle clip today. How did uh, Dave, Dave Chappelle inspire your comedy? I think he inspired all of us. I mean.
1: Yeah, who he has, a, if you're a comic, yeah. right now in this time, you can't be like, yeah, Dave Chappelle didn't in- inspire me at all. I'm surprised we're like, oh, nobody ever said Dave Chappelle. I thought, like, he'd be, like, one of the first, you know. Yeah. I,
0: too.
2: yeah, I mean, we've had pretty much, I mean, we've had some pretty big monsters of comedy on here. Um, but yeah, nobody picked Chappelle. I think they're just trying to be different. because everybody. Loves, I was going to pick Louis
1: C.K., but I thought that might be a little inappropriate. Um,
2: <laughs> that was actually Carter Carter D. He, he uh, brought the abortion clip from Louis C.K. Was... Oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, we'll uh, play the clip, and then we'll talk about it a little bit afterwards. This is from uh, Dave Chappelle's special, Killing Him Softly.
7: I've been seeing that kind of shit, man. It's what it is. They, they use the, the TV to program us from a young age. You ever watch like a cartoon and you used to watch when you were little as an adult? That shit is, is wild shit. Some wild shit. I mean, like I was with my nephew. We sitting there, we watching the Pew. And I say to my nephew, I said, now pay attention to this guy because he's funny. I used to watch him when I was little. And then we watched the Pew, and I'm old now. I'm looking at him like, good God, what kind of fucking rapist is this guy? Like take it easy. <laughs> My nephew was sitting there cracking up. <laughs> See, sometimes you gotta take the pussy like Pepe, like, no, no, no. I had to turn the channel real quick. I turned on Sesame Street. I said, Oh, phew, Sesame Street this is much better because now he'll learn how to count and spell. But now I'm watching it as an adult and I realize Sesame Street teaches kids other things. It teaches kids how to judge people and label people. That's right. They got a character on there named Oscar. They treat this guy like shit the entire show. They judge him right in his face. Oscar, you are so mean, isn't it, kids? Yeah, Oscar. You're a grouch. It's like, bitch, I live in a fucking trash can. I'm the poorest motherfucker on Sesame Street. Nobody's helping me. Then you wonder why your kids grow up and step over homeless people. Get it together, Grouch. (laughs) Get a job, Grouch. So don't even tell me how to get to Sesame Street. That is a terrible place. I wouldn't go there if I knew the way. Who would want to live in a neighborhood like that? Fucking six-foot pigeons walking around? An elephant that's a junkie. Hi, bird.
1: <laughs>
7: yeah, that's right, snuffy. Hi, bird, I'm sick. I need some smack bird. Good cookie monster with his eyes popping out his head. Scrim- cookie, cookie, cookie! Like, ugh! kind of cookies are you talking about? <laughs> Chocolate chips don't do that to people. And then had the nerve to put a pimp on them. They didn't come out and say he's a pimp, but I know a pimp when I see one. Else. <laughs> they called him the count. <laughs> Had a tape and everything. <laughs> he did seeing him pimping. Bitch, where is my money? <laughs> You've been late four times. I've been counting. <laughs> How many times must I smack you before you act right? <laughs> one, two, <laughs> two smacks. Oh, 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 oh.
2: oh
1: oh, oh, oh. Oh, man that's a classic just a classic but i love the part where he's like get it together grouch like (laughs) the way he acts it out on like stage is so funny yeah yeah he always
0: brings so many different observations to life and i mean he did a lot with chappelle's show obviously but his stand-up is obviously where it started
2: yeah, knee high park, man. I don't know if that was—I don't know if that was after. I can't remember if that was after or before killing him softly when he did the Sesame Street bit. But, uh,
1: that was—that was after, like knee high park, like yeah, the part with like the puppets. The yeah, sk- yeah that, I'm just pretty sure this is after. This <laughs> is like It is like dick. the '90s, like maybe 2000 at the earliest. I'm pretty sure. Okay. I'm pretty sure he came much- up with this, and yeah. then uh, then he got the Chappelle show. But I love the knee high Park too yeah i yeah. love so that, like oh, that skit so much yeah. like it's so fucked up or like the day the, i got the dude in the trash can
2: and he's just like just say fuck it like
0: <laughs> so i beat my dick like <laughs> no <mean> money
2: <laughs> money yeah <laughs> dude, my favorite thing about chappelle was how he how he towed the line on racism and like and like he could do that he could do that and get away with it like one of my favorite jokes of his is the uh about the the sunny d commercial where the where the kids come in and they're all looking in the refrigerator and they're like and the kids like we got some sunny d some some uh water some purple stuff and he's like everybody's like sunny d sunny d and he's like the little black kid in the back's like i want that purple stuff like <laughs> like, that, like like that's something the that only he could get away with doing right you know? he he was really, he really brought like racial stereotypes out and made them fucking hilarious. I mean,
1: like everybody could laugh at it, you yeah. know? Like, it wasn't, it was like nobody was like, oh, you're a racist for laughing at that, you know? We like, we all enjoyed it together, you know? It brought, it brought people together, yeah. I feel he like, in a sense. Turned,
0: He turned racial divide into unity, and I think that's yeah. like a goddamn superpower.
2: And right. He, and he introduced people who didn't know about good rap to good rap in his show you know I mean, so yeah weird. exactly dude he would have like
1: most deaf. like he had kanye on yeah, before Kuali. kanye was big his first television appearance was on the the Chappelle show
2: yeah he'd have like talib Kweli, kanye fucking black thought like all all of my all of my favorite rappers wu-tang was on there all the time like i mean he was that that show was that show was like my favorite thing that tv has ever produced i mean it was yeah that's
1: what that's again that's what got me into stand-up like i just watched a ton of comedy central as a kid like chapelle show would come on then like crank anchors would come on and then they would have like comedy central presents and then south park and i was just like i just loved it all i only watched ever watched like
2: comedy central you know growing up yeah there's certain people that i love anything they do and uh and for me, it started. It started with Dave Chappelle from like that very first line of half baked. The the uh, <laughs> I'm a master of the custodial arts or a janitor if you want to be a dick about it. Like that yeah. was like that was like my favorite. I I love Dave Chappelle. Chappelle from that point on, and I hate DM. that him and I hate that him and Neil Brennan hate that movie. Like they, they think that movie was one of the worst things they've ever done. It's one of my favorite really. Movies.
1: I thought that so I funny. still love that movie. I can see why. Because, like, you know, looking back at it, you're like, oh, wow, we were so young. Our our humor was so... He's a little, like, kind of, like, immature in that movie. Like, it's not, like... You can tell he's super young, you know? Yeah. He's not, like, the polished comedian that he is today when they were doing, like, Chappelle's show. But it's it's still great. Yeah, man. Like, I love yeah. when uh, the dude's getting the snacks, like, right before he kills the horse. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, if I'm not back in thirty minutes, call the cops. And he's like, bitch, if you're not back in thirty minutes, we're calling Dominoes. Like, <laughs> yeah. That always cracked me up too. Yeah, yeah. Fucking. Uh, Did he write that with Neil Brennan?
2: Yeah, yeah. I that. didn't know that. Yeah, and uh, and Jim Brewer like doesn't like that movie that much either. Like, and I I don't know, man. I thought it was it was one of my favorite movies when I was a kid. Probably it is the been. classic <laughs> stoner stoner movie. Um, Yeah, I mean, it probably shouldn't have been my favorite movie when I was a kid, but... (laughs) I think that's the whole reason
0: he really didn't like it that much, from what I understand. I've heard in interviews he said that, you know, he really just kind of turned kids onto marijuana. That's not really what he was looking to necessarily do. I would honestly love to hear his thoughts about his part in the Nutty Professor movie, where he was the stand-up comic in that. Yeah. I mean, that was
1: really early, and... I love him in a uh, Robin Hood men in tights too. Oh yeah, he's a shoe man, and he like I mean... he they get in that big fight, and uh, he's like hold on, he like pumps his sneakers up. <laughs> yeah.
2: I
0: love the fact they all have like a green like old timey Robin Hood hat, and his is like a green snapback.
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 and he has like fucking Airwalks on, or uh, fucking uh, Air Force Ones on, or something. Yeah,
2: <laughs> dude, and how, and I mean like, and Dave Chappelle is a, as a comic because he's put so many comedians like in shit and like I mean just like stephen Wright is the guy on the couch. I mean that was like one of my favorite fucking that was like one of my favorite fucking things in that movie.
1: Who's uh, steve
2: I haven't I've never heard of Stephen
1: Wright.
2: I know the guy on, on the
1: couch look into.
0: Yeah, it.
2: that's who uh Vaughn brought a clip of last week. He's like a very uh he's a very obscure comic like uh Kind of honestly, I told Vaughn kind of like Vaughn Wesley. He's he, he just told like kind of weird, kind of weird jokes that some people got and some people didn't get. But it was just, and they were usually pretty smart jokes. Like yeah, you know that's why I love Vaughn because
1: he has his own like unique style that he doesn't like break from. And I'm like, that's that's I I feel like that's a good thing to have. You know
2: yeah. Yeah, Steve, definitely watch some clips of Stephen Wright. He's, he's really good. Um, I'll have to look him up.
0: <laughs> you know, another comedian that Chappelle put on that like I I'd never known Charlie Murphy was as funny as he was. Yeah. Until oh, I yeah. Watched oh yeah. Chappelle show or like even Donnell yeah. Rawlings. Like I I mean I kind of knew about him, but not nearly as much until I watched Chappelle. Yeah, show that's what like, uh, really made
1: Charlie funny. Murphy. Uh, I I loved Charlie Murphy and the Chappelle show. And then uh, did you watch Black Jesus mm. at all on Adult Swim? He's really funny. Oh, okay. in that.
2: I did watch that um like once or twice, but yeah, I gotta watch that again. I forgot I forgot that was on.
1: It's uh if you like um it's by the guy that did the boondocks, Aaron McGruber, McGrubber, however you say his name, and then uh the guy I forget his fucking name at the right now, but uh the guy that did trailer park boys that's who created Black Jesus. It's fucking, it's so funny.
0: It's a recipe uh, for success at that point.
1: Right, exactly. Like, how, how's that show going to be bad? They made, literally made two of my favorite shows. I love the Boondocks right. and uh, Trailer Park Boys and stuff like that,
2: you know? Yeah, have you ever uh, seen, have you ever seen those tube steak things on YouTube? Mm-mm. No. So there's, a, there's a, look up, just look up uh, tube steak on YouTube. And they're kind of old, but it was uh, Aaron Magruder put out a graphic novel. And he had these guys make this viral video to like promote it, basically. And mm-hmm. they're like, and it's like just these, just these idiots like outside of a bookstore talking about how he, how he's like, uh, how he doesn't represent black people because he wrote a book. And shit, he's like, he's like, look at all these words in this motherfucker, like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, like, he's like, I gotta take a piss. I'm gonna take a piss all over this book, I'm like just. <laughs> it, he's like, we outside of Barnes and Nobles right now.
5: <laughs> so, oh
2: my so god, it's hilarious. yeah, I have to look but that up. I'll put it in the show notes too for anybody that wants to listen to it. Um, but yeah, man, Chappelle put a ton of people on on his show, um, like. Who is the uh, fuck? I can't, I'm drawing a blank. Who is the uh, the Ask a Black dude? Oh, um, Paul Mooney, yeah, Paul, Paul Mooney, Mooney, dude. Oh, yeah. oh, god, I just watched um,
1: uh, uh, the, the that one where he's like, he's reviewing uh, like movies, so like Paul Mooney's, like gives oh her reviews, <laughs> and um, he's talking about like Gone with the Wind, and he's like, yeah, they wouldn't let. Hetty Hetty McFeelder, whoever was like the black lady in Gone with the Wind. I'm sorry, I forget her name, but she's he's like everybody comes back to get their money. Uh, she came back as Oprah Winfrey to get her money, and I fucking lost it. I was <laughs> really, literally like last week, I was dying.
2: Uh,
1: it was yeah. so fucking funny. Yeah, I mean that's yeah, like he a... made a good point. This is like old 2005. He's reviewing. Uh, the last samurai and he's like this is the biggest example of like white cultural appropriation like how are you gonna make a movie called the last samurai and have it be tom cruise yeah i was like that is a great fucking point like the last samurai it's like this traditional like proud japanese warrior you just made it a white guy it is like kind of whitewashing like like history, I was like, yeah, that it is an inappropriate movie. Yeah,
0: and didn't he start off by yeah. killing a bunch of samurai? Like, wasn't that his gig in the first? Yeah, case? he
1: well, he starts off he killed a bunch of bunch of Indians, and he has like PTSD, yeah. and then they hire him to kill a bunch of samurai, and then he becomes like friends with the samurai, and then he dies like samurai. And it's like, she was just made about yeah. like a Japanese dude or something yeah. better than Tom Cruise. It's like, yeah, it's a real real good example of like cultural appropriation
2: and so he kills (laughs) he kills all the rest of the samurai is that why he's the last samurai
1: no no the the samurai get wiped out by like america and uh it's it's like like a historical movie it's like how like japan like about japan like modernizing becoming like part of like the
2: global world in like the 1800s like I was gonna say I'd like to see a documentary with Tom Cruise called "The Last Scientologist." I think that'd be oh
1: my god, You're right? Get like a like a left behind movie, but it's Tom Cruise and he's the only Scientologist. Oh,
0: all the rest of the Scientologists got mowed down by the by the Gatling guns that just came out.
2: Right. <laughs> uh, all right, I think that about wraps it up. Though Jimmy, you want to give out your go see Jimmy at the uh, Funny Stop on Wednesday, and Brandon, I might be there too. Who knows? Uh yeah, to- and then
1: uh I'm doing the
2: grindhouse grindhouse, grindstone?
1: Grindstone, buddy. I just want to call grindstone. it grindhouse. Uh yeah, I'm doing the grindstone September eighteenth. Uh it's Happy brandon's hosting. show. It's really funny. Uh thanks for having me on, guys. It was a lot yeah, of fun. Do you want There's to give out fun. your funny. do you want to give out your socials? Uh just James Killius. I don't have a Twitter. I don't have like I am not active on an Instagram. I'm like <laughs> like the worst with social media. I don't fucking post really anything. Uh just Should word of mouth, now, dude. That's can how you can find me. Just word of mouth. <laughs> yeah we're,
2: no. my, we're my only fans so <laughs> uh yeah thanks for having me on guys yeah it no problem you can follow me at john brown comedy and brandon petrie at
0: uh, <laughs> 205 i believe is my uh my twitter uh brandon petrie on just about everything else
2: all right have a good week everybody all uh, right yeah see you guys later man peace the brown petri dish is created by john brown and brandon petrie the outro and intro music created by jared bailey thanks for listening everybody